Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. <laughs> How's it going, man? Good. I'm I'm not sure that I uh, press record as I started saying that, so we'll see how much of the hello was recorded. <laughs> as long as it didn't get the uh, that you were doing. I don't, I doing I don't know what intro. you're talking about. <laughs> Oh man, how's it going? going crazy. It's been oh so yeah, I'm I'm going crazy. It's it's been so it hasn't been a big week for gaming it's news. It's been one week since you but, looked at me. Well, one week since we recorded at least. Uh and it's we so we we got some weird we'll get it out of the way at the beginning cuz it's not fully video game news. But we got the trailers for Detective Pikachu. Mm. And the first couple pictures of the Monster Hunter movie from the set. Mm. And one of them is very faithful to the to the store to to the, to the source material. The source material. And the other one um seems to have thought there was a giant monster war in Afghanistan in the video games when there wasn't. Which, uh, but in real life, it could have happened, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, a monster war that we didn't know about. Um, yeah, which I, I would, I would like a, to see a huge that cover card. up. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see the uh, the bones, and I want to see the proof, because I, I believe it's there that we fought giant monsters in Afghanistan. Yeah, they're there. Um, but yeah, so the the monster hunter pictures were very weird and not. Not not true to the source material, but maybe that game will find a way to redeem itself or the movie. I'm not entirely certain it will, even though I. So a weird self confession, but I love the Resident Evil movies despite the fact that they are nowhere near anywhere sort of close to the story of the games. And Mia Jovovich is in this movie, and I have a feeling it's just going to be bad. So. I was unaware those games had a story. Well, so, okay. We can get into that another time. But they they do. It's not great. But the the first couple had a great story, in my opinion. But then the Detective Pikachu trailer was pretty great. Yeah, kind of terrifying, but it looks looks fun. (laughs) the The first reaction I had was... So I didn't freak out the fact that Pikachu had fur. It was when it showed Jigglypuff. And yeah. in my head I was like, I this makes a lot of sense. I don't know like, why I didn't expect it to be yeah, this Yeah, why, why wouldn't it have fur? <laughs> but also at the same time, same time, why does this thing have so much fur? Yeah, and, and it... It's funny because I love the 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 tweets to people. Um, there was a couple of tweets. I wish I had written down his name so I could attribute him and credit him properly. But he he tweeted out. I don't know if you why you guys are mad about the fur because the al- the alternative is that they are just flesh monsters and it yeah. and yeah. And, <laughs> and so yeah. I I get that I I really so if you do a slowdowns of certain scenes you can really get the textures of some of the the pokemon and the bulbasaurs look so cool and the the charizard looks great and mr mime has got all these neat 
little distinguishing features on Ooh, him. Mr. Mime is something. Yeah, he, he looks a little creepy, but he is a humanoid Pokemon. So yeah. it's... It, and so possibly Ash's father. I so think it looks good, but I, I was certainly not ready for pseudo-realistic looking Pokemon. No. like it, And it's weird because it's like they are at the same time not realistic enough but also too realistic <laughs> it's 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 a like you're straddling line. that line where my mind cannot handle this yeah and i i kind of i don't know i'm really excited for this i think it'll be so it it's crazy cuz the they really hit you out the gate with with it and you, they show that large cityscape and there's a doe duo in the corner and stuff and I was like, oh, that's realistic looking. And then and then you see the Jigglypuff, and it's like, okay, that's realistic that's looking. That's something. <laughs> and, and then the Mr. Mime even. And what's great uh. is the Mr. Mime uses a move against the Pikachu. It, it uses the, I can't remember the name of the move. Oh, it's some mime, obviously. But yeah. it mimes a... a a mirror in front of him. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see what this movie's about. And honestly, kind of frustratingly, this movie made me want to go buy a 2DS so I could play this game. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see if that happens on Black you'll, Friday. You'll keep us posted. <laughs> it's it is a possibility. So uh, I really uh. yeah, it's. I'm, I want to play this game so bad now. And, I mean, obviously, I don't know if that's obviously what the marketing is trying to go for. Because I don't think the 3DS, that's a whole other topic, really. But the 3DS is a long-term play. But it's definitely going to help sell the 3DS or sell this game. And the fact that it's becoming a movie. Because people will be curious. So... Yeah, that's our little uh, our little non-video game, but video game related intro. Uh, is there's a lot of weird video game movie stuff that happened this past week, and some of it good, some of it bad, and some of it fleshy and weird. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, all three of those. So yeah, I do want to talk about a video game i played this week uh we're we're gonna go into a lot of news this week because the the game awards announced a lot of stuff and there's the xo18 event but i did play forza horizon 4 for a little bit Mm. and it is one of the most strikingly beautiful games i've ever played in my life i i never you know i will say this this game made me glad I... It's the first game, by the way, that's made me feel this way. But it's the first game that I'm glad I have the Xbox One X. Because I know... Because it, it made me do a couple of setting adjustments to make sure the HDR and 4K looked right with with different sliders. And so just playing the game, the amount of detail you can see... As your character is getting into the car, you can see like fibers on the seat and stuff 
it is insane the amount of detail in this game. I I was just blown away the whole time. And you're driving around through, you know, snow and it it goes through the seasons. That's the big thing with this one. Is you you can play through um, summer, winter, fall, and spring. Which is really great because in Florida you don't get any of those seasons. Wait, would so, it, would it be in that order? No, not at all. Summer, I'm, winter, fall, spring. Yeah, it, it's, that would be great and weird if it wasn't that order, but it's not. I honestly could not tell you the order of the seasons, so we're going to leave that alone. But, <laughs> but really, I mean, you you could think you don't think that if you thought about it. Well, you if could I thought about it, it, I don't. I don't think that's good content. But I imagine winter. So the winter. Yeah. Uh, well, fall's first. So fall, winter, spring, <laughs> summer. Why is fall first? I Because I chose it first. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, this is not important. Yeah. So that's. And so you play through the seasons in, in Forza Horizon 4. And it's really neat. And one of the coolest things that frustrated me also is the realism when you're driving on ice and snow, because if you if you really like gas to the floor while you're driving on ice, you just start to lose complete control of your vehicle. And it is mayhem and terrifying. And I I'm really excited to keep playing this game. I mainly played it, to be honest, because I was like, I want to have a new experience to talk about on the podcast instead of just saying I played Destiny this week mm-hmm. or something else I've already played. And it was uh, the total opposite of my experience with deciding to play Far Cry 4 for the podcast, or Far Cry 5, <laughs> uh, yeah. where the whole time I'm playing it, I was smiling ear to ear. And it it made me really excited because if you look... if if you remember back to E3, Seth, they they said that they bought the team. The, the team that made Forza Horizon is one of the teams that Xbox acquired or Microsoft mm-hmm. acquired. Right. And they, they you know, announced that they are working on an open world game for the Xbox. And if they can make an open world game look even close to as beautiful as this game looks as you're driving through it at like 130 miles an hour, you know, it having to load everything so fast and look so good still. I'm excited, very excited because if they have the chance to slow down how a world, you know, is absorbed and, you know, or even, even if that the experience is fast, it'll be, it'll be really fun. Because Forza Horizon is not a small map by any means; it's really big. So, yeah, cool. it's it's a it's a fun game. I really, since you still have Game Pass for now, I really hope that you will download and play it because you can do two like racing together, um, even in the free race to where it's there's no objective, so you can just drive around with your buddies. So I think that'd be fun. Can you drive and drive across the Massachusetts? No, it is in the the UK. Oh, bummer. But you know, it's it's just two friends hanging out together. Wait, and never crossing it, the line. If it's in the UK, does that mean you can go to Stonehenge? You know, 
Uh, I don't know. I I maybe. I wish I had thought of that before recording this and mm. tried. But I did find a large field full of flowers and I just drove my car right into it and started doing donuts cuz I really wanted to see if the game wow. nice. with how well I, I mean, wanted to see if the destroy game destroy a beautiful how, field of flowers. <laughs> well, okay, so the game is beautiful. I wanted to see if it would render if I destroyed flowers and it would keep my tire tracks in the flowers. Mm. And I definitely drove through them and like did a couple donuts and stuff. And I drove to the top of this hill and looked down and you could see where I drove around in the flowers. And so mm. I thought that was funny. I liked mm. it. So whatever. Still destroying beautiful foliage. Yeah. Well, you know, it's some in a video of, game. You're some kind of monster. Someone worked hard on this, on those flowers. I don't know. It it looked like a random patch of flowers. Yeah, well, <laughs> they just grew spontaneously in the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't that uh, be something? Yeah. That then it would then it would be quite a groundbreaking game. Um, did you uh, did you play anything new this week? Yes, I did. In fact, um, if you, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but um, I was at the. Uh, the Florida Mall today, Ooh. and um, it is one of the few locations across the country that Nintendo is doing. I forget what their thing is called, but they're like debuting a bunch of, or they're showing off demos of a bunch of games. And they had uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, I, yeah. I texted you over the weekend when I went briefly and played, but I went back today and and stayed for for much longer. Um, Actually, I, I I went there after my class ended, and I got there, I guess, around 2, and I walked in to find that they weren't going to be setting up until 4, and I was like, well, this is stupid. So I went back into my car and read and read a book for, like, two hours. Because um, <laughs> it takes that, forever to get around Orlando. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I played that. I got to, because it was a Wednesday in the afternoon, there weren't a whole lot of people, Um and I got to, I, I played with all of the new characters, the non-Echo characters. Um, and yeah, it was pretty fun. The uh, I had my best success with Ridley, but that was mostly because I got the Rathalos assist trophy and also um, used the final smash. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think... Probably Simon was the one I had the most fun with. Okay. Um, but they're all all the new characters are really are, are quite fun to to mess around with. Um, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't really try to use anyone else just because I wasn't trying to wait in a line a bunch of times to play with people that I have already played with. Right. Um, right. Of course. But yeah, it was pretty good. the The game it it really it feels a lot different. Everything is a lot faster, but and it seems a lot harder to to get people off the screen too, which was interesting. Um, also, the the demo had the um, the 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 smash meter on, so it, it just builds up. Um, so, and I guess and that makes sense, you know, because they want people to be able to use the final smashes. But that that's pretty fun a, a, a fun addition to the game, I think. Um, I didn't. I don't think I did any of the new stages though. It 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 was really annoying when the you only have two and a half minutes in the match, um, 
and you would get a stage that's one of like the moving stages or has like stage hazards. It was really annoying the couple of times that happened to me because you want to kind of focus on figuring out this character, right. but then you have to jump around and. But it, you know, it's still that's what Smash is, and it, and it was still fun. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that it did anything to assuage my bitter heart about <laughs> some things about the game, um, but I had a good time. And I also, uh, while I was there, I bought, I bought a new shirt that was sixty percent off at uh, Aeropostle. Nice. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. It was if, a good if, deal. If you are not doing anything Friday night, you can meet Mary, me and Marianne at the Orlando, Florida Mall, mm. and we will be there to play Smash and get our <laughs> prizes. Well, Which, the line will certainly be long. <laughs> yeah, well, that it'll be worth it. I really, I really want to play as Incineroar. Um, that's as much as I am bitter uh, with his inclusion that we talked about last week. I am probably most excited to play as him and yeah. Simon. So he's pretty fun. I, I I hope so. I'm excited. I'm also excited. Next week you'll get to hear, I'm assuming Seth is buying it Friday. Uh, you'll get to hear us talk about Pokemon Let's Go. So mm. there's your sneak peek in the next week. Um, and I'll be able to have a full review of the Pokeball Plus because I'm going to make sure to use that as much as possible before we record. So as a Pokemon Go item and a controller. So... Because you can use it as both. I don't know if you knew that, Seth. Of course I knew that. You can. Uh, I am a Pokemon expert. That is true. Um, so I see the stats every week. I see that there's a lot of new listeners. So all you new listeners, if you uh, go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those, and search for us, or suplex the sticks, uh, all one word, you can find us there. We will appreciate it if you follow us or tweet at us or whatever you want to do, uh, like our page. We appreciate all the interaction we can get with you guys and gals and make sure that you let us know that you're listening because we appreciate it. And I know that you are because I can see it, or at least I can see that we're getting more listens. Um, I am eternally grateful that you are and just, you know, Rate, subscribe, share the episodes, stuff like that. And to the people that have been listening, we appreciate all your support still, too. Uh, we, you know, it's getting close to Thanksgiving, and so it's just kind of nice. We have this listener base, and I still get messages from some of y'all, like Chip and stuff, about Chip stuff block. we talk about. Not, <laughs> I like this bit where we do stuff <laughs> with his name. It's great. Yeah. I don't know if he likes it. Uh, he has not told me either way, but I, I like it. So, <laughs> um, uh, so with that... I bet literally, there's probably like two people out there who understand what I'm referencing when I say Chip Block. Yeah. Though everyone knows Chip Skylark. Yeah, that is true. Everyone should. Um, so let's get into the news because there's a lot. There's a ton. A, and yeah, me and Seth bit. have opinions about some other stuff That's that true. we'll get into. So, XO18 happened this past weekend. Yes, what, was, what is that? 
Um, it is the we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but it's the Xbox only. It's basically the Xbox Nintendo Direct. It's their attempt at some sort of event like that. Um, and Sony has done this before where they did a Sony experience or whatever last year and they did it a couple years in a row and they aren't doing one this year. So Sony or Microsoft decided they were going to do one and I forgot it was even going to happen, <laughs> but I did see the news start pouring in when it did happen because I was at Disney and I saw that there was a new Kingdom Hearts trailer. And so that's how I found out this event was happening. Yes, that was probably the most exciting thing that happened. Yeah, and that trailer was nuts. It was cool. It showed... There was some stuff. Yeah. Um, but first, let, let's go through a list of things that happened that are less, maybe less exciting than that. Um, so Microsoft acquired two more studios, uh, Exile and Obsidian. I don't know anything NXL has made, so sorry if you're a big fan of them. Isn't that... It's weird that you would lead off with that. Isn't that the last thing that they talked about? Um, it was the first thing I saw in the article talking it, about I, it. I only bring that up because when they... They showed off, like, an agenda of the of the presentation, and it was kind of... The last thing they had was sort of this mystery thing about, like upcoming projects or something like that um or upcome or new announcements it was something but everyone looked at it and thought oh they're gonna show off a new game and then it wasn't a new game it was basically the announcement that they have bought two new studios um and so it was just it was weird it was a strange way to end off the uh this uh, suit this quote-unquote event yeah. So I I didn't watch it. I just I read a bunch of articles. Uh so th thanks to IGN, I am using your article as a guideline as to uh what happened during this event cuz I didn't have time to watch it either. Uh So they announced that they acquired those two, which goes hand in hand really with their initiative from E3 in my opinion where they, they really want to show um, the the good faith to gamers that they are going to be developing first-party stuff. And sadly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're actually going to keep any of these studios alive or not. That's <laughs> a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, so. it's hard to understand because it's weird that they make a big deal out of these acquisitions. I mean, it's a cool thing, but you are, all it is is just an announcement that you bought them. Cause there's nothing like there, there can be nothing for you to show. And so, because they haven't started working on a, on a game before they were even acquired by the company. So you're right. just like, well, okay, this is great. What do they have? What does this mean? And, but, and they can't really say anything about that. So it's strange. It was strange when they did it at E3, and it's still strange now. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Um, so then they go into, I guess, well, they they announced that Crackdown 3 is coming February 15th, 2019, which I thought they had a date at E3, but I could be wrong. They might have just said February. But uh, we have a date now again. 
and the original crackdown is free now on the shop until the 30th which that game is really good so you should get out and play it mm. make sure to do that the first one is really good the second one is okay this third one hopefully it looks it looks really good it looks to have taken back some of the weird stuff the second one did Maybe. I mean, I would assume there's a reason they only put the, the first one up for free. Yeah. PUBG, Hellblade, and of like 16 other games are coming to Game Pass. So that's really cool. It shows that they still care about Game Pass. Um, Hellblade is a game that I need to play. If you go back and find episodes with that in the title, Bryce did a really good... Um, he did a really good review on what that game was and how, what it meant to him and how it, you know, how the people made it. He did a really good job explaining that. I can't do a better one. So go back and listen to it. Yep. Um, and then we got the Final Fantasy 13 becoming backwards compatible along mm-hmm. with the other two games after that, which... Those games were not very good in my opinion, so that kind of was a flat announcement to me. But yeah. whatever. I always, I always kind of wanted to try Lightning Returns, um, just because it looked different and you could dress her up as as other characters. But I probably still won't. Yeah. Um, new PvP Sea of Thieves mode, which looks neat. I still want to play more of that game, but yeah, it's you know. You have to play it with other people, and right now, Seth is doing other things, uh, and either or doesn't want to play it, and Zach is really too busy playing the cowboy game. So true, true. He is knee deep in that thing. the The PvP mode's probably going to be cool because it seems like all the new stuff they've added to this game have have seemed to have really improved the uh, the the quality of the game. Um, but it's definitely there. I know there was a large contingent of people who were hoping Rare was actually working on Banjo Three, uh, and nope, it's still more more of the Sea of Thieves. No, and I, I mean, I. So there was a good interview with Kotaku, Kotaku's Jason Schreier that one of the guys from Rare did. That I don't, I don't think Rare is going to be working on a new game for a while. Yeah. They they split their team up. I think we talked about this before, but they split their team up into four teams. So they could constantly be putting out new stuff for this game. Yeah. So it definitely is an ongoing world that is continuing. Uh cats and pandas are coming to Minecraft. That's a thing. Uh I I guess a lot of people care about that. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the Winnie the Pooh Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, which once again gave us the release date that they have been cramming down our throats. So I have a lot of faith that it's actually happening, (laughs) and we're only like two months away. Yep, so excited. It will definitely be something. I am here for it, man. I'm Uh, glad they announced that uh, Winnie the Pooh is going to be back because it's... In the previous two main games, it's they the the poo segments are some of the most enjoyable, um, just because they're always a lot more low stakes and and yeah calmer than the rest of the game. 
For sure. I agree. The The mini game looked kind of neat that you play, and maybe that there's more. So I, I would bet there's more. The yeah. So I want to talk about the trailer a little bit because he talks to this creature that looks weird in it. And yeah, it looks it, like a Final Fantasy creature. Right, I know what you're talking about. And I believe that is actually from the... I forget what the the mobile like the unchained key or whatever the mobile game is called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because apparently, and I guess there's been stuff in previous trailers that also make mention of characters from that. But apparently, it's going even like that weird, um, the far off stuff from the story in that game is going to be important in this one, which is makes it all the more insane. Yeah. The amount so, of uh, information they're going to have to pack into this. I'm going to have to go and watch the weird recap thing on my disc of 2.8 or whatever. Yeah. And play Aqua's story, which I still haven't done. Yep. So. I will say there was one thing in the presentation that I thought looked really cool. Um it was the trailer for the game Void Bastards. It was one of the first ones they announced as coming to Game Pass when it comes out. Um, but it's this really cool cel-shaded strategy shooter game. Um, it looks like... Um, it, it sort of looks like high-definition old like cartoons like from the 60s or like old um, comic books. Like this Sunday comics, like like what was that one dude's name? Like the Phantom or something like that. I forget what the the comics is, but it, it looks really cool, and it looks to have a really good sense of humor. Um, right. So that was one that was exciting for me, and it also is made by the same people who made Card Hunters, um, which is a cool little um, computer game. Card Hunter, rather. I need to go and watch this thing. I, or at least look at the highlights. So, that was my bad. I just didn't have time. I went to yeah. Disney and stuff this weekend. It was your bad. It was crazy. Because you're always to, at Disney. We, oh, we played, we played a new game this weekend together. Seth, oh, that's right. And we, we forgot did. to talk about it. We played the Halo arcade game together. Yep. And it was kind of neat. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, it was kind of dumb, but it was. It would have been better if we had four people, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's that. There you go. There's a nice little insight to that. Um, and then <laughs> EA announced they and there was no trailer or nothing. I don't think I didn't see any attached to any of the articles, but EA announced Command and Conquer and Command and Conquer Red Alert are getting remasters. Which, of course, they are because Warcraft 3 is getting remastered. Also, once again, a big company announces a garbage mobile game and then announces something else really cool way later down the line that's unnecessary. What? It, it was so baffling to me, Seth that they announced that mobile game at E3 with this long presentation and then didn't say anything about these games being remastered. Mm-hmm. And now, four or five months later, granted, maybe they weren't being worked on back then, 
but there had to be plans. <laughs> and what are you talking now, about? Just get to it. The why didn't they say they're working on this at E three? On what? On the Command and Conquer remaster. Oh right, because they they announced that, that stupid mobile game at E three yeah, that no one cared about. Um, maybe they thought people would be excited about the mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just like Blizzard thought people would be excited about Diablo Infinity, uh, I can't. I, Immortal, Immortal. That's it. Yeah. See, Bethesda knew what they were doing. They when they announced Elder Scrolls Blades, they also ended their conference with uh, a teaser of an actual Elder Scrolls game coming. And Starfield. True. So. Which, there's drama with that game. I didn't put that in our newsreel because I don't understand the the frustration. There's a lot of frustration with they're, they're either are using the same engine or they're not. And there's a lot of hubbub about a couple things that may have been misspoken. And About what? the Because there's something Todd Howard said or one of the devs, I can't remember. Um, kind of alluding that they're going to be using this, the same creation engine for Starfield and the new Elder Scrolls. Mm. And people online are really unhappy about it. But it also seems like that quote could have been taken out of context, like most quotes can be, and they are going to like fix the engine and use it. But, you know, I don't know. I don't make the game, so I can't speak to it. But it's it's a complicated matter that I don't know all the small details about. And I had never even heard of it. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Before we get into what will be the majority of the podcast, the other piece of news I have, and then whatever Seth has, um, is that Turf Wars is coming for Spider-Man on PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the DLC and which we complained about before, they are finally adding the Iron Spider armor from the comics, um, as well as the Spider Armor Mark One and Spider Clan suit from the manga. Yep. So that's pretty cool. And you'll be fighting Hammerhead. It will certainly be. It'll certainly be weird that there will be two suits called Iron Spider. That is true. Very true. But we'll see if there's any actual distinction between the two in the game. Like I mean, if they, they put they a little different. subtitle. Well, they look different, but like a little subtitle or something. Uh, yes. Like movie Iron Spider or comics Iron Spider. Yep. Did you, uh, do you have any other news, Seth? Yeah, I just, um, last week, uh, there was one thing that I forgot to talk about or bring up in the news section was that, um... Out of nowhere, the the director of Final Fantasy XV um, basically quit Square Enix. Uh, like he he released this this whole message um, about him leaving, and this was with there was Yikes. like still four more DLC packs that they DLC episodes that were supposed to come out for Final Fantasy XV that are all canceled now, um, except for the the one that's closest to being done, which is gonna show up in march um but it's weird it was just kind of out of nowhere as as someone that played this game and liked it seth i i think you liked it i mostly liked it 
Um, are you sad about this DLC being canceled? Uh, not really. I never played any of the other episodes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah, the a lot of people are upset about it online, though. Because a lot of people do love that game. I tried really hard to like it. I tried really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a great game, but it's pretty good. Um, I definitely didn't try as hard to like it as much as I tried to like Final Fantasy Thirteen, which, um, small story, I went, I played maybe 45 hours of Final Fantasy Thirteen before I was like, you know what, I don't like this game, and then I just... Kept playing it? Stopped playing it. I oh. stopped. Oh. I, because, um, and, and I'm sure anyone that knows the knows Final Fantasy Thirteen. the whole thing is that there's no open area to it. It's all a hallway for the most part. And so everyone kept telling me, including our uh, friend Zach, um, you know, just wait till it gets to the open part. You're going to love it. Um, it's 40 hours in, but when you get there, you're going to love it. Yeah. And then I got 40 hours in, it opened up, and I'm like, you know what? Screw this game. <laughs> that they made me go through all this. And I just stopped. So, you know, it is what it is. It's it's some people's cup of tea. Zach ended up playing all three of those games, hmm. and he loved them. So, so you know, it, it scratched that itch for him. So, but let's get to the, the fun stuff. Because this is where we have... I have real opinions about some of this. Like, mm-hmm. uh, some frustration. Um the Game Awards is coming on it December is. 6th. Coming up. It's important to note that it comes on December 6th. Yes. Because of some things that Not December coming. 7th. Yep. December and 6th. And 8 is right out. <laughs> um, and you can vote on their website once every 24 hours, which seems like a broken system, in my opinion. I'm doing it right now. Um. And if you share your vote, it receives an extra boost to the winner formula. Whatever that means. That makes no sense. Um, So the Game Awards is something cool. We'll cover it, of course, because there are always as great announcements at this event. And Jeff Cayley is um, one of the more positive voices in the gaming community, I would say. And I like him. I always have. G4 was a good channel, whether or not you liked it, um, when it was not running constant reruns of Cops. <laughs> and so he works really hard on this every year, and so this is the ballot they have set up. We're going to go through it and give our opinions, and here we go. Let's start off, because this is how they have it listed on their ballot. They start off with Game of the Year. This is kind and, of a strange place to start. Yeah, let's go to the bottom. Well, I don't know we'll, about the bottom. That's where all the weird esports categories are. So we'll, we'll talk about that first then. The weird esports categories. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven esports categories. Eight if you count best esports game. Yeah. And so one of them is technically a best streamer category, which, okay. And then the uh, the other one, 
that I find weird is best esports host. As someone that watches esports, I never pay attention to the host. So I don't know what these people are talking about, but that's fine. Um, I'm sure that some people care about that. Do they? they what? Do they, though? Yeah, sure. I, I find it hard to care about any of these categories, honestly. Uh, like the, the eSports ones? Yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, you, you also don't, you have a, you don't watch eSports. Yeah, I don't. I, I just recently got into watching League of Legends, and I did watch some of the Overwatch League, which was very good, in my opinion, and very well produced. So, that, that was also fun to watch. Um, and, and you know, I don't know. I think it's, it's fun to watch people. So it's different than watching streaming to me because streaming, you're watching someone that may be really good, but they also could not know what they're doing at all. I can go on a stream and start playing call of duty and I get one viewer. (laughs) Um, but you know, some of these people that do stream get a ton of viewers and they're bad at the game. I guess that's some of the appeal. But in, with esports, I know that I'm watching people that are like the best of the best at something. It's it's like watching, you know, like watching the NFL to me or, you know, basketball, like the NBA. Because then I know I'm watching people that are vetted. You know what I mean? Right. They They obviously are top of the class in what they do. Or at least they are high enough to be considered. Um, and so it's it's kind of fun to watch. And it makes you feel... I don't know. To me, it makes me feel like, oh, this is, this is how this game is supposed to be played. And it's kind of a learning experience in some cases. Huh. But still, uh, odd thing for the gaming awards. Because I don't think enough people care about esports yet. Even though they're getting a ton, they're getting they're gaining a lot of popularity. Um, as we've talked about, the Overwatch League has really close ties to Disney now, and you know, League of Legends has worlds which they hold that in a huge arena and sell out. So it's yeah, gaining I mean, I, traction, but I guess not it's enough. I guess it's big enough to warrant that all those categories, but. I don't know. I feel like most of the people that'll be watching it will are not the not going to be interested in it as compared to the, the rest of the categories. Also, let me note, Fortnite is not an esports game. <laughs> as someone that watches esports, they have had a hell of a time figuring out how to make battle royale games an esport, and they still haven't perfected the art of it. So I don't understand why fortnite is nominated here csgo dota 2 league of legends and overwatch all make sense yeah um but fortnite really stands out like a sore thumb they're definitely i don't know if there could have been another game in that spot but it could have done without for sure yeah Um, and that's that's gonna be a weird category in and of itself, just because these games are just, are, it's going to be like the same games every year. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Uh, unless something really hits, 
and picks up steam. Right. There aren't right. like brand new esports games that are coming out all the time. Right. Um, so I don't know. I guess they they had to. Put There's it... a lot of attempted esports game that come out and right. don't make it. That's true. That should um, be a category: best I... failed esport game. And and so it's also frustrating because then. What do you consider an eSport? Because there's huge, huge fighting game tournaments. That's true. Are those not eSport games? Like, it's... it's I don't know. Where do, you, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line, indeed? And so, um, you know, I don't know. That's, that's a weird, controversial area. Um, I don't have the answer, so... But it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at it. Because, I mean, between fighting games... I mean, MOBAs, of course, are are naturally going to lend themselves to some sort of eSport following. But, yeah, this is, it's definitely odd, that choice. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to the games. Let's get to the games. Yeah, I bet we, we lost as many listeners talking about eSports as they are going to lose, lose viewers. <laughs> um, Proportionally, thing, that is. Yeah. Best debut indie game, um, which uh, the list is Donut County, Florence, Moss, The Messenger, and Yoku's Island Express. Which yeah. I played none of these. Really? Did you? Did you? Well, no, I played The Messenger. Yeah, I was pretty sure. I was not huge on it, but yeah. So these are all. This this one is a is a good category because um, these are all games that have been reviewed really well um and no i have not played any of them (laughs) moss looked really interesting yeah moss looked fun Um, and i know florence is supposed to be really good uh the people who who have who i know have played yoku says say it's really good um critics seem to love the messenger even though you dislike it uh so yeah this is a good category i don't know what'll win there yeah I imagine. I think the messenger that, will probably win. Yeah, it'll be the messenger or Donut County, because Donut County is kind of this viral following to it um, that I've seen on Twitter. Yep. So next is best student game, which none of us played any of these. Yep. I Skip it. You. We don't know anything, but um, good on you, students, for making yeah, these. Yeah. Yeah. Students keep making these games. Um, best multiplayer game. Um, go. Call of Duty Black Ops 4, obviously, mm-hmm. on the list. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Right. Okay. Fortnite, mm. Monster Hunter World, and Sea of Thieves. So it's interesting to me that they could put Destiny 2 on here because it came out last year. And I get that it's just for forsaken but forsaken can't really stand by itself for as much as like it it improved the game a lot of the stuff that's going on is still from year one but hey you know it doesn't really matter because fortnite's gonna win the category yeah so that's a running theme that's gonna ruin a lot of this game awards in my opinion especially if people can vote once a day his kids are going to be voting for Fortnite all the, I, the whole time. I don't know. I think you are overestimating Fortnite's presence in this 
That's but, possible. But we'll we'll continue. So multiplayer wise, I can see these games. Um, I would want, you know, I would want Monster Hunter World to win, to be honest. Uh, but I think Call of Duty or Fortnite will win. Uh, so yep, there's that. Um, and then we get best sports slash racing game, which has... we're we're the. Those are grouped together, but I guess there are not enough racing games for it to have its own title. Right. Its own category, rather. Um, FIFA 19, Forza Horizon 4, Mario Tennis Aces, NBA 2K19, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2019. Huh. Uh, I Two think soccer games. This will probably be Forza, I would bet. Yeah. It would be Forza or Mario Tennis. If the audience and gets tricked, if the, if the, I don't know, it's possible that <laughs> Nintendo could trick the uh, the voters into into, into voting for Mario Tennis Aces. That's true. But we're not, I agree well, who knows. Um, not many other sports games stood out to me this year, so yeah. Forza, Forza would get it. For I me. think from, from the stuff, I, I remember reading reviews, it seems like the others, the uh, franchises that are represented kind of took a st- step back this year in quality yeah um so yeah Forza. especially since i don't think pro evolution soccer has nearly any of the rights left yeah for their game so um the best strategy game the banner saga 3 battletech frostpunk into the breach and valkyria chronicles 4 um, I need to play the Banner Saga, man. I need to play those so bad. Yeah. And I need to play Into the Breach. I have the Breach is fun. Yet. I can't. I, th- I can't imagine winning the category because it's on such a smaller scale. Um, but it's cool. I, from what I've seen of Valkyria Chronicles, I kind of want this to win because I like the art. And I, I actually have almost gotten this game. <laughs> but I, I like how it looks. I hope it wins. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at on that. Um, but that's about the only insight I have on that one. Mm-hmm. So next is um, best family game. Best family game, which is Mario Tennis Aces. This is the Nintendo. The Nintendo this category. The, yeah. <laughs> Nintendo Labo, Overcooked 2, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and Mario Party. Super Mario Party. Strange. Uh, Starlink is one that is kind of sticks out as not belonging in this category to me. Uh, I think it should be Labo. Just because of the thing, how it, just because of the differentness of it. I agree with you. I think it'll be Mario Party. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but I do agree with you with Labo. So, best fighting game. Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle, Dragon Ball Fighters, Soul Calibur Six, and Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition. Yep. I, Man, if this was one day later, they would have put Smash on here. Um, I don't know if it was one day later. I think they probably... It would have to have be. It would have to be in January for them to include Smash in it, um, because. But even so, I, Smash is guaranteed to be the winner next year. Um, 
I think, but this this one probably would go to Fighter Z. I would have to say. I would have to say also mainly because it's the only one I played, but it also is confusing me that Street Fighter Five is nominated here. Mm-hmm. That game has been out for a while, hasn't it? Like, but I guess this is the arcade edition, yeah, so I don't it's know. slightly different. But whatever. Um, Soul Calibur Six would probably win if it was Best Character Creator. Um, and it's it seems to be a pretty good game, also. But I just think um, Fighter Z had such fanfare around it when it announced, and it's really um, carved a space for itself in the in the fighting game scene that it yeah. has it has to win. So best role playing game, Dragon Quest Eleven, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity Two. Hmm. This is an interesting category to me. There is no Xenoblade 2, which should be on this, I think. Um, yeah, it wasn't nominated for anything last year. Yeah, and they had the whole expansion come out, which is basically an entire could an entire standalone game in its own right. Um, uh, I yep. remember when we were talking about this in our group chat, I saw that Nino Kuni 2 was on here. And I remarked that I had forgotten I'd played that game until I saw it on this list. Um, which goes to show how unremarkable that one is. And I, I can never forget about playing Xenoblade because of the, the, as much stuff as I spouted on this uh, podcast about it. Um, that's, I guess that's the only real qualm that I have. I, I don't know what I think will win. Um, I've had to go with my... My gut would tell me is telling me that Dragon Quest will probably win, but I'm not sure. I think Octopath. Yeah, I think Octopath will get it. Hmm. It it I think Octopath appealed to a large audience of people that wanted to play that old style of RPG. Yeah, so I guess so. I, th- I think it'll. I think it'll get that. There, I, it, I don't know if it'll win this. I think there. There is another category that I think Octopath will win. All right, we'll we'll keep going then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very sad that that you know Xenoblade got left out here. I'm not it's, sad. It's just kind of peculiar to me. So this uh, best action adventure game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War. Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This is a heavy-hitting category. Yeah. Um, and I think so, we'll we'll see how like the order that they put the um the stuff in, but I think this is the winner of this will probably win well, I say probably. It'll probably win game of the year. Um, cause basically I think four of the five are also nominated for game of the year. Yeah. Um, they are. So I don't know. I don't know which one's going to get it. I, it's possible that because it's best action adventure game, they might have different, um, people might vote for it differently. Um, but I don't know. I'm not sure here. We'll see if, if the, the new, the new thing comes out on top with Red Dead or whether, you know, the the strength of God of War carries it. Or, you know, any, either, or the two more recent games in, in Assassin's Creed or, or Spider-Man. I'm not sure what I think will win. I, I have a feeling 
that Red Dead is going to win a lot of stuff just because it's new and shiny. Yeah. And maybe that's me being bitter. Uh, I don't know. Um, also, it's it's odd to me from, and I know I haven't played it, so it's it's really difficult for me to have an opinion on that. From all the things I've read about this game, for them to call Red Dead Redemption 2 an action-adventure game, it seems like it's more of a sim than anything, but, you know, I haven't played it. so I, I, don't, can't... I don't think Red Dead is anything close to a simulation game. Man, if you have to wash individual body parts and, cl- like, the, the amount of detail that you have to do, I don't know. It, it seems like it's too slow for me to consider it an action-adventure game. I don't know. I mean, it is pretty I mean, much, wrong. by definition, a, an adventure. And well, okay, yeah. So if it's it's full adventure, um, we then a, a possibly redundant category here: uh, best action game, which it's for those games with little adventure and all. Action. Yeah. So it. The by the nominees, it makes sense that it is just uh, they made the distinction, and also in the the definition of the categories, action adventure is defined as the best action slash adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, and best action is for the best game in the action genre focused on combat. So it makes yeah. it makes sense that there is a, a distinction there, um, though I would say some of these would fit in the other one. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially one of them. Uh, so we've got Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Makes sense. Dead Cells. I never played it. Destiny 2 Forsaken. Far Cry 5 and Mega Man 11. Yeah. A couple of these don't make sense. Yeah, it, it, it seems like they... There were too many games. I don't know if they did this last year, if, if they had the two separate categories, but it just seems like maybe they thought, okay, there's too many games to fit in the action-adventure category. We should make another one. Because Far Cry 5 is obviously in the same vein of the of the previous ones in the action-adventure category. Um, right. I would say it's only more focused on combat because the, uh, the adventure parts of it are terrible. Um <laughs> Okay, and yeah. I and I think I'm Destiny Two could also fit in action adventure, though I don't know that I would nominate it alongside those other games, much like with uh, Far Cry Five. Um, also, not sure I would nominate it at all since it's an expansion that came out this year. That's also like true. It's not a. It's though I think no, there's no way that that campaign counts as a standalone. Yeah, adventure. but I I can understand it in these categories at least where, um, you can, but even the way like if it was in action adventure, I could understand it because you can then at you can judge the new stuff like as its own kind of standalone adventure if you were to put it in that category, right? Um, so I can sort of get it like that, but. But yeah, I mean, it it should, it doesn't seem like DLC should count. But I digress. Uh, I don't know what'll win. This is Dead. Cell, it's cool that Dead Cells showed up uh, alongside these uh, big budget games and Mega Man. Um, I think this one will go to Call of Duty. Yeah, probably. Um, 
Best VR AR game. Astro Bot Rescue Mission, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero Hour, Moss, and Tetris Effect. Um, so, I know that when Astrobot came out, it it is apparently a very good game. Um, and Tetris Effect, which just released uh, recently, has also been getting rave reviews. Um, so I think it'll be one of those two. Tetris Effect has made me want to buy a PSVR. Yeah. And Beat Saber. But that's just because I, I, there's a weird novelty to that game for me. Yeah. And you know me, I'm a sucker for music games. So <laughs> anything like that. If you get it, you, but, you have to make a video of yourself playing it. Man, I don't know. I, I, th- I feel <laughs> like that's a requirement for people that have Beat Saber. Yeah. They have to film themselves. Um, so let's let's continue. Best mobile game. Uh, Donut County, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns Game of Thrones. Now this is one, this is our, our second appearance, I guess our third appearance of Fortnite. Um, yeah. third. This is not one that I think it should be nominated. I feel like it and PUBG Mobile, they kind of needed to fill space, I guess, and put them. Um, so I don't know. But the other three are supposed to be all very good games. I think Florence will probably win. Yeah, I I need to play some of these. I need to play Reigns really bad. I've been interested in that for a while, and it finally came out on Switch. So, um, Oddly enough, no uh, nomination here for uh, Dragalia. Well, it just came out, so... Yeah, but so did Red Dead. I mean, if I I don't think the two, I I don't think those things are equitable. I mean, okay. I mean, that's fair. I'm just saying. Red Dead came out, I mean, just like two weeks ago. And Dragalia came out like two months ago. Right, but again. And it's a full game. I don't think. From what people have said. Again, I don't think. I think you are finding reasons to poke at Red Dead 2 because you don't like it. <laughs> well, that's possible. But, according to the description for the best game playable on a dedicated mobile device, any uh, Nintendo Switch game could be on here also. That's true. Because it's a mobile device. That is true. <laughs> Though I don't, I don't um, think... I think they have in the past had a separate category for... Like, they kept mobile games and handheld games separate which they did not do here this year well there are no handheld games this year yeah they were all 3ds games right and they were all nintendo um so best independent game uh celeste dead cells into the breach return of the Oberdin, and the messenger this is uh this is a heavy hitting category honestly yeah this is if- like for independent games, this is a surprisingly a surprising amount of really very good games. Um, of course, I have not re- played Return of the Oprah Den, nor had I heard about it until this point. But the other four I do know of, um, and I mean Celeste and Dead Cells, you could put up against any game in any of the categories, and they will hold their own. Um, Got to think it'll be Celeste. Uh, I mean it's also nominated for game of the year for a reason 
Yeah, I, I hope it's Celeste. I need to do a quick check before I get frustrated about something. Um, because uh, one of my favorite games this year, yeah, it technically came out last year. Uh, I was going to get mad because Hollow Knight got no love. But it came out last year on PC and then came out this year on consoles. Yeah. So that's a bummer. I, I, I need to go back and see if it was nominated for anything last year. But I don't think it was. But yeah, Celeste. Celeste is like, I don't know, I raved about this game on the podcast back when we were talking about when it came out. That game is so good. I need to play Dead Cells. Even though I think it would make me more mad than Celeste. Did. Oh yeah, you would. Uh, <laughs> it would upset you. But the messenger, yeah, uh, I get why it's nominated, but it's not my not my thing. Um. So the next category is games for impact, uh, which looks like a eleven uh, eleven memories retold. Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, and The Missing, J.J. Macfield and the Island of Memories. So, there is one game from here that I thought was interesting that it's not nominated. Oh, yes. And it's just because all the buzz I had heard about it and how much it affected the people that played it. And I wish I, I had... But the the quiet man, some people on Twitter really liked that game, hmm. but apparently some people really did not. Also, so maybe it wasn't that good. But I remember a couple people playing it and saying it was very very good, and it had an effect on them. But oh well, I would not know. Uh, this will go to Celeste for me <laughs> because. That game made me feel a lot of things. I didn't play any of these, which would probably make me feel a lot of things, but yeah, I played Celeste. Uh, an update. Hollow Knight was not nominated last year for oh, Best well, Indie that game. is a shame, but okay. Three people made that amazing game. Um, let's see. Best oh, wait. It was, it was nominated for Best Debut Indie Game. The, oh. uh, the category that also had Golf Story and which was won by Cuphead. Ugh. Okay. I mean, Cuphead was probably fine. Yeah. I never played. Hard, it. hard to knock that one. Um, best performance. This is for voice acting. Um, as Brian, or it's just the. It's basically someone in Detroit become human. Kratos and God of War. Cassandra and Assassin's Creed Od- Odyssey. Arthur Morgan and Red Dead Redemption. And Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yuri Lowenthal so. was great as Peter Parker. I hope he wins. Yeah, same. I, I'm with you here. Uh, no matter how frustrating the lines were, I felt I also think that the the God of War voice actor was really good. He was very good. Uh, if it was the kid, I would say no. Throw it in the fire. But <laughs> the kid the, was also great. I I disagree, but but that's fine. Um, best audio design presented by Dolby. I had to say that because it says it. And Call of Duty, Forza 4, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. I imagine the sound is insane in Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. 
because I remember I remember the specific moment during Grand Theft Auto Five when I realized my engine was ticking because it was cooling down after I'd gotten out of a vehicle in GTA Five. Yeah, and that blew my mind. So the sound is probably really good in Red Dead Two, but having just played Forza, like hearing the the way the engine reacts to stuff in the environment, like hearing leaves and stuff is insane too. I don't I don't know about this one. Yeah, I have no thoughts. Yeah. Audio design is a weird category for a video game, but it also deserves it, to be one. It's very it's very important people... in video games. Yeah, definitely. And um, usually the best games have really good audio design and it's something and it's so good that you don't notice it. <laughs> you know what? I actually I hope it goes to God of War for the crunchy snow. Yeah. Cuz the snow in God of War sounded really good. And yeah, there you go. That's one I hope God of War gets. Uh, best score slash music: Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, or Red Dead Redemption Two. I I gotta give it to Celeste. Honestly, the soundtrack was one of the major reasons that game is amazing. Um, as much as I like God of War and Spider-Man, and as much as the soundtrack, I think, worked, I don't remember it being, like, outstanding or anything. Um, Nino Kuni, I was actually disappointed by the music in that, considering yeah, who, I remember the, you who the that. composer is. Uh, and the other two, I don't have an opinion on. So, I... Gotta go with Celeste, though. Celeste is really, really, really good. I also think this could go to Octopath Traveler, which has amazing music. But that's just, you know, that's just my opinion. Uh, the other games were good. Marvel Spider-Man had some good music. Nothing super great. Uh, I mean, look, good, the, really good, but. the way that the music kind of swells and, and, and goes along with the action in Spider-Man is great. Um, but But that's audio design. Right. That's not music. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, probably probably Celeste, but Dark Horse Octopath Traveler. Um, best art direction. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, Return of the Oberdin. This is the one where I think Octopath will win because it's, it's just such a striking-looking game. Though, looking at... The screenshot that they have of Return of the Oberdin, I wouldn't be surprised at that win because it looks cool. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was going to say. Is this probably should go to Octopath Traveler because of the way the engine makes the way the engine layers the art and stuff is really impressive in Octopath, and I still think people should play that game, even though, and I still mean to go back to it to be honest. Um, but Return of the Oberdin looks crazy in that one still, which is a weird way to judge a whole game. So Yeah. But I hope it goes to Octopath. Best narrative, which is essentially um, outstanding storing, storytelling and narrative development in a game. Um, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption 2. So this is one where when we were talking that I brought up, I don't know why 
Fortnite is not in this category. <laughs> yeah. Um, it might be because it's... of the idea of storytelling, I guess. Um, and I and you also brought up uh, Overwatch, which I I think I agree less with, um, because a lot of that story building is outside of the game. Um, okay. Yeah. But like the there with the amount of sheer news coverage the way the the kind of world and the story of of Fortnite has been being unveiled as the game goes on it's kind of it's very surprising to me that it's not here because while it doesn't have a traditional story like the rest of the, these games do and like a an a straight line narrative it is absolutely telling it's developing a story within its game um so it's it's weird i i think it should be on there i i'm honestly surprised a lot and a lot where that the lack of fortnite of in the, and i and i know you think it's in too much of the of the awards i think it need, it should be here more because um well t- i'll talk a little bit about it later but that's where i'm at with it's this. it's hard because this game came out a long time ago I suppose that's true. It's it's the destiny it's the destiny issue. But it it launched this year. I'm not sure, man. It it came out last year. Oh, that's true. It it's now the the save the world mode came out this year. I mean, which is the one that people care about, the battle royale one. Yeah, I I suppose but if you can count Destiny 2 Forsaken as, like, a new thing, I feel like it's just that, I don't know. I don't remember if it was nominated for anything last year, but it is... Oh, it wasn't. It has absolutely become... I feel like if the rules are that the rules for prevent it from being nominated in like the game of the year category and in some other stuff then the rules are incorrect because it's absolutely it's been the biggest game this year it has been the game of the year that's true definitely but i digress again (laughs) um so yeah best narrative that'll probably go to i feel like it'll go to red dead i feel like all these are um uh, I wanted to go to Spider-Man, but uh, best game direction, which is a interesting category to me. Uh, it's awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Mm-hmm. Um, nominated is a, a Way Out, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, or Red Dead Redemption Two. This will go to either a way out or Detroit Become Human. Um, I think a way out should get it. I I think God of War would be my second with with the way that like they framed the whole game as sort of the the one shot kind of look. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. I I definitely I would want God of War to win over the other games. I I need to play a way out though, for real. That's on my list. 
Dang it. Good. You can play it in, in one day. Yeah. Um, possibly one of my most frustrated opinions on this this category here is best ongoing game. Um, it's the nominees are Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Fortnite should win. Fortnite should win. Why is Splatoon not nominated for this? Yeah, that's weird. Over No Man's Sky. Yeah. And Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. I mean, I, you could make the case for No Man's Sky, I suppose. Uh, um, Rainbow Six Siege, I don't know. That's... It's weird. It's Splatoon should be on here. This is a game that's still getting, like, weekly new content in it. Yeah. It's, and it's not like it didn't get paid DLC that people bought. Yeah. Because people bought the paid DLC. And it's getting more. It's That is so crazy to me. And kind of like... I don't know. It kind of shows that the, the people they use to nominate this year just... I, I feel like there's a a lack of representation of Nintendo on here, even yeah. though Nintendo didn't come out with too much this year. Yeah, um, but, but ongoing game is ongoing game is a category that older games can be in, as we see exactly. Uh, and Splatoon absolutely absolutely should be in it. Yep, I <laughs> yeah, that's it, it. Seems like a large oversight to not include it. What can you do? It's, them's the breaks. The hits keep coming. That's uh, true. And the hits keep on coming. We, we are at game of the year. There it is. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Stop it! Stop if so, you heard of this this category before. <laughs> Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption Two. Yep, so we got four of the six that are in the action-adventure category. Yeah, which and so th- all of these are littered throughout the rest of the Yeah, um, so my heart in this goes to Celeste. I think, I think God of War should win. Um, it's probably my game of the year. I, and I can also understand, um, going back to the action-adventure category, I could understand... Spider-Man winning that and God of War winning the game of the year um, because I think at least in my mind there are different qualifications for each um, for for the two categories um, but yeah I'm, I will obviously vote for Celeste because I think it is absolutely as good as any of these um, but I think the the category tends to it would it, it would be a massive upset for an indie game to win over all these triple a games um no matter how good the indie game is and i think it's got a war honestly i know uh, as much as you didn't like it i think it's a it's an incredible game um i th- i think that i have soured less on it that but i've grown to like it more yeah. but i still I still definitely think that 
I still definitely think that it was Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, mainly because I I loved I love Spider-Man. It's yeah yeah it was so good. Um, so yeah, that's I it. just I I so it's just I feel like there was more games that came out this year. And I I don't know the the god the game game of the year is interesting for me because my personal game of the year uh, is Persona Five and that came out last year. Um, but of games that came out this year, I don't I don't know. I, I think there are probably more that came out this year that. But I don't I it's hard to remember. Um, it's it's it's. Uh, I think this list is pretty good. I think it encompasses the largest games of the year, the games that have have the, had the most critical acclaim. Um, I don't know that I would substitute anything on it for anything else, um, except Fortnite, of course, which we got into. I think it should be yeah. on there. Um, but for one reason or the other, it is not. I yeah, I definitely. It's I'm I'm trying to I'm scrolling through here, just just trying to click a list of games that came out in 2018, and I mean I I guess it doesn't look like much came out this year. It's I mean a lot of stuff came out, but it was all like re-releases and stuff like that. It wasn't. It is besides the besides the stuff in the the game the game of the year category yeah. of course. It's it's absolutely insane that two of these games are PlayStation 4 exclusive. So yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is Sony Sony did it with this you know they they pushed for the single player experience mm-hmm. and it, it's paid dividends obviously they they have two two games in this um, and one of them i think one of them should win i i won't be mad with either but i think one of the two should be the winner i yeah i i don't see i don't see any of the other games really pushing them out as much a uh, positive reception as Assassin's Creed Odyssey has gotten, yeah. it it kind of makes me sad for Odyssey because it's gotten so much positive reception and it's going to get not much recognition on this. Yeah. So. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be a heavy favorite in any of its categories, despite some people. Um, despite people saying it's probably the best Assassin's Creed game. Though I will reserve judgment on that until I play it. Yeah. I do think maybe it should have been nominated in RPG instead of Monster Hunter World. Because Assassin's Creed has become, especially from what I've heard of this one, and I know I haven't played it, but from what I've heard about this, it's very RPG, kind of like the last one, where you have to max your loadout and stuff like that. Yep. So. so I think the only real omission to this list of game of the years is a game that has that is basically not eligible, and that will be Smash Bros. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of a 
a bummer that Smash Bros is coming out what like 2 days a day after I think no I think it comes out yeah it's it's I think it's the next day It's getting it's getting left out cuz of that Yep And I worry I don't know what the fighting game scene looks like next year I don't think it, but... it, it I don't imagine it will matter too much Smash will get its due come next year don't you worry I hope. I mean, Xenoblade did it, and it sold a lot too. Yeah, Xenoblade is a bit different. I think it's it's possible that the people in charge of the and the nominations are like Jason Schreier, just did not like the game. <laughs> yeah, but it, it is. One... I think it should be nominated, but you know. Yeah. Celeste so came that, out in January, that's that's... and that's nope. that's a long. That was far Ooh. away, also, but it's still getting lots of love. That... That did come out in January. Whew. <sighs> All right. Well, we this is a long ep, but a good one. And we hope you enjoyed it. And we will be coming at you next week with our... Um, hopefully by then, Black Friday ads will leak. And we're going to tell you about them hot deals that we're going to take advantage of and which ones you should too. And You're telling me what to buy of Pokemon Let's Go and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.